When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here, Bertia, one of the producers of that show, Naked Attraction, answered a question yesterday that made me feel much better about watching the show <laughs> that I've been wondering also. So we've been talking about this show now. You were right. The show is number one mm-hmm. now on Max. It's huge. People series. are so horny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's about horny. I don't think it's about horny. You think people are genuinely, other than you, people are genuinely tuning in to Naked Attraction because they're not feeling a little some some. I think that the... I, I might be wrong. I think they're tuning in for comparison uh, for comparison's sake. Really? Like it's a it's a fascinating show for me just because people are so comfortable naked on national TV and the way they're being judged, we are learning like for decades now we've been saying don't judge people on their looks. And this one here is like judge them only on their looks <laughs> and be very vocal about it. And there they are. Totally naked, some shaven, some not, some in better shape than others, but these are real bodies, right? So for me, it's like more mm. of a comparison than anything else. Yeah, for when I watched the one and only episode that I have watched, um, unlike somebody else over here who's diving in multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I was just so bored yesterday. I'm like, what am I going to watch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm season one. He's the reason it's number one on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the last thing I felt in all the emotions or feelings was was horny. Um, right. I had genuine Agreed. curiosity. Um, I found a fascination with people who are so comfortable yes. with being naked because oh. I am not one of those. Yes. I'm actually kind of envious by that, that comfortableness in your own skin. It's actually something to be envied and the critiques mm-hmm. like that to me is just bananas <laughs> and I mean these people know what like they're signing up for the show they're they know what they're putting themselves up for the whole thing as an experiment is just fascinating I mean in some of the critiques the women are like legit we've told you guys before they like we'll get down in a stance where they can get really, really close to the dude's penis, and then they start judging it right to him. Like, oh my god, that's the smallest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then they kick him off the show, and the guy has to come out there and face her, like, face to face after she just, like, judged him like that. Well, what about the guy that got kicked off because he was too big? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's where I'm going with this. One of the producers, because I was wondering about this, especially the white guys, right? Um, it's a little educational also because we found out in the first episode that in the flaccid stage, the average size is 3.6, 3.4 or 3.6 inches in the flaccid stage. Some of these white dudes on the show, when they're showing them, are way more than 3.6 inches. And I was wondering, are they like fluffing themselves? <laughs> or are these guys just naturally gifted that they found out? And one of the producers in an interview yesterday said, we think so. We can't really see what's going on back there. So when they're in that door, how do you even explain it? It's a box. It? It's a box, yeah. right? If they have their booties facing the camera, you can sort of, the producers can see them doing something down there. Just give themselves a little uh, bit more blood down like there. A, yeah. 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 Just, you know, flick it a little. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just to break them up a little something. It's funny because I didn't question the black dudes, but I was definitely questioning the white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not right. Something's not right here. <laughs> All right, Cassie. Am I the a-hole? Is she the a-hole for choosing her cat over her boyfriend? I'm 22 and my boyfriend's 23 and our cat is two years old and I love her with all 
all of my heart. I say our cat, but really, she's mine. She's lived with me her entire life. I've taken care of her. She loves me so much, and you can really tell. She cuddles with me every night when I go to sleep, and I love her with my whole heart. Abby, side note, does Della cuddle with you every night? It depends. Like, when I go away for a trip, if I'm gone for the weekend, the next night, she will not leave my side. Every night after that, she wants nothing to do with me. (laughs) So a cuddly cat like that is a big sign that the cat loves you. It's a big sign because it takes a lot for them to show affection, I guess. Two nights in a row. (laughs) Two nights in a row, then you're really lucky. My boyfriend recently came to me with the idea to travel to Australia for a year, two years from now. We live in the United States, and I love this idea. I was completely on board, and I told him that I want to go. However, if I can't bring my cat, then I'm not doing it. Well, I just found out that I can't bring her because of what breed she is, so I don't want to go anymore. It simply is just no longer an option for me, point blank. And I told my boyfriend this. He asked me if he applies to jobs there and gets offered one that I wouldn't move with him, and I told him, no, I wouldn't. And then he proceeded to tell me that he would break up with me at that point if that happened because he thinks I'm prioritizing the cat over my life, my living experiences, and our relationship. I said, I have no issue with traveling and leaving my cat for like a month. I've done that once before, but a whole year without her would break my heart. She's basically my baby. I don't feel like I'm really that crazy with my pet, but do I just leave my pet behind and move to Australia for a year or do I stand my ground and maybe only travel once a month somewhere? Hmm. So am I the a-hole for choosing my cat over my boyfriend and my experiences in life or is he the Mm a-hole for expecting me to drop something that I love so much to travel? Mm. Now, when he was said like, you know, you wouldn't move there. If I got a job and you wouldn't move there, I think she should be commended. She made a commitment to another living thing Mm. and she's not going to just drop it and get rid of it when he knows this breed is not allowed in the country. So it's not feasible. It's not possible. Now, as far as traveling there for a year, um, that is because we're all about the experiences and like taking those chances and do it, you know, like, you know, making the most of it. Um, I think I would see if I could find somebody that was also a cat lover that would be willing to watch my cat for a year and I could still like FaceTime her and stuff like that and then and then come back because I don't think she's going to forget you after a year. I don't think either of them are the a-hole, but I, I know if I were in his position, I would never ask somebody to leave their pet for a year. Mm. I just wouldn't do that. People are serious about their pets they and are. I think that's okay. There's nothing mm. wrong with that. So, I mean, yeah, I do think she should try to find a way to do both and she can have somebody care for the cat, but I definitely don't think she's an a-hole for saying I'm, I'm not going to leave my cat for a year. Yeah, I think he's prejudiced against cats because I don't think <laughs> you would ever ask anybody to do this if they had a dog. And I don't know what the difference is if people mm. just think cats are independent, so you should be more comfortable leaving them. But I mean, my cat sees, I I spend the most time out of anybody with my cat. And so for me to pack up and leave her for a year would not be some little thing. Mm -hmm. Now, Kristen, to to your point, I think I would do the same thing. Like living in Australia would be sick for only a year. But if it was longer than that, like you can't ask somebody to just make a permanent decision for their, you know, their, you can't get rid of your cat that easily. It's not like just giving, giving up a goldfish. It's, it's meaningful. I'm going to sound really insensitive. I just don't put humans and pets on the same level. I'm they're, with you. I don't. They're um, not. They're not. And um, as much as I loved my dog, Riggins, uh, if I had an opportunity to follow my love somewhere, then I'm going to find the right home for him and then come back in a year. But it would not stop me from going to a different country. Yeah. And that's what I said. I mean, I would go. I would find somebody loving. But if he, like, he heard that and he's like, well, if I get a job there... 
well, well, now all of a sudden you're contemplating getting a job <laughs> there? Like, come mm-hmm. on now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think either of them are a-holes, but if I were the boyfriend, I would be so hot hurt that the damage would be That's it. beyond repair. Really? There's no way. You, cho- you chose your cat over our potential future together. And we're talking about a cat. It's not a child. But I respect her decision. Like, that is that cat is so important to mm-hmm. her. So I think at that point, I'd be like, even though I love you, our lives are not compatible, and that's okay. And I, but just... Somebody choosing a cat of two years over me, I would, my ego would never recover. But Your lives you are just could. not compatible. Oh. Oh. oh, that's the genius one. Yeah. Oh. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know if this was the line we should have chosen. What is going Woo! on? It has just happened in the scene. Well, that was a well-oiled machine. What is that? It's all it's taking me like, oh, yeah. (laughs) What just happened? All right. So, you know how Abby was talking about things she finds endearing about football? And that she loves touchdown dances. Yeah. So yesterday when she brought it up, when we were putting it on the schedule, I was like, we should come up with a touchdown dance anytime somebody says something really funny in the studio. Seriously. <laughs> and that was it? Yeah, that was it. We did the wave. <laughs> <laughs> touchdown. You really led with, oh, that's the genius one. <laughs> Seriously. That, was, that's all, that really says a lot about this show today. We have obviously have no promo. <laughs> If that was the genius line, we got nothing. I hope we have a video promo today. I was supposed to say, oh, that's hilarious, but I forgot what I was saying. You said genius one, and I was waiting for your, like, fault, and I'm like, oh, wait, that was a cue. When did all this happen? When I left the studio earlier? Here, Bird Show.